in Parshas Shemois, we're all aware of the very hard work that the Jewish as slaves to the Egyptians were doing. It's called Avidas Parich, as the Pasuk says, Vayavidu Mitzrayim et Pnei Israel Befarich, which literally means the Egyptians started to make the Jewish people do labor designated to break their bodies. Now, this becomes even worse when Moshe Rabbeinu starts being a shaliach for Hashem to try to take the Jewish people out and maybe there's a bit of a glimmer of hope and to ensure that that glimmer of hope is wiped away what does Paro decree? He ensures that instead of giving them the raw materials to, to continue building they have to remain with the same quota of bricks that they build however this time they have to go and look for the straw which is the raw material to creating the building blocks but they have to maintain their previous quota of the bricks that they had built before. The question I want to share with you which I saw brought down by Arv Zev Lef and I want to say his principle that comes out of the answer and add to it a bit of my own ideas. Why did Parol not just double their quota? In that way he would have done two things, forced Dami's child to work harder and also would have benefited from doubling the production. So why did he not do that? To answer this question, we first have to understand in a more deeper fashion what does Avodat Parich really means? As we say, Avodat Parich is to break their bodies. But where does that come from and what what does it really mean? So in order to know that, we can uh, to understand that better. We have to look at the Rambam. The Rambam says... The Rambam says the following in Hilchos Avadim Yud Aleph Vav, eleven chapter eleven, save six. It says that there, one is forbidden to give certain jobs to their Jewish slaves if they're under the category of Odat Parich, which means work that does not have a purpose. This is actually the source for this is in Vaikra Kafei Mem Gimel. Over there, it says that a person is not allowed to give such a job. For example, they can't tell them to make coffee if no one's going to drink it. They can't tell them to plow a field that's not going to be used. And why is that? Because the worst thing for a person to do is a job that does not have a purpose. No goals, no purpose. That breaks a person, breaks him, breaks the spirit, everything. And the truth be told, this was Paro's plan from the beginning. Although he told his nation that, oh, we got to make them slaves because we're worried if there's going to be enemies, maybe they're going to tag team with them and go against us. But really, his motivation was to break the Jewish people's spirits. And how do we know that? Because from the beginning, before Moshe Rabbeinu came into the game, it says in the Midrash that Bnei Israel built Arei Miskenot. Why is it called Arei Miskenot? Miskenot literally means pitiful cities. And that's because, why were they called like that? Because they were built on foundations of sand. Meaning there's no way the building could last. They built one day and by the end of the day, in the middle of the night, it all collapsed. Because this is exactly what Paro wanted to happen. That they'll see there's no purpose to what they're doing. And hence this new plan of his worked perfectly. Because he didn't want them to see any type of level of productivity. And that's why, on purpose, he wanted them to look for the straw and not uh, spend time when building more. So what's the fundamental concept that comes from here that Paro was aware of? 
that if someone is working and there's no purpose to what he's doing, that breaks him both physically and mentally. Meaning, work can be exhilarating and fulfilling, but only when it is a purposeful work, work with a goal. Rav Zevlev says that he heard of a story that a prisoner was in a Soviet labor camp and was confined to his cell for 10 years and forced to turn a handle from his cell wall. He was told that the handle turned to flour mill on the other side, but upon being liberated, he discovered that the handle was connected to nothing. This realization that he had labored for nothing was more crushing to him than the 10 years that he was in prison. Similarly, we see in the Gemara of Beitza, Daf Tetzayin Amudalif, calls the Babylonians foolish for eating their bread with bread. So I saw that the Chasm Soifer explains, what does this mean? It means that they were caught in a vicious cycle with no purpose other than its own perpetuation. Meaning, they worked only in order to earn enough bread to have the strength to work another day and earn more bread to sustain themselves for another day. Working to eat so that one can work some more results in a life with no purpose. When the necessity of earning a living is removed from such a life, it loses all its meaning. And perhaps that is why some people, that after they retire, they become depressed if they don't have anything that they do in their life that, that has meaning to it. And that reminds me also of something Rabbi Tat said once, that I heard Bishmo, that he said that imagine someone would invent a machine that can live forever, but the only thing that machine can do is ensure, ensure it sustains itself and lives another day. But that's it. There's no purpose for su such a machine. Boch Hashem, for a Yid, for a Jew, everything is secured. We do everything to secure eternal life in Ulam Abba. This recognition gives meaning and value to all, to all of our life's pursuits for a greater purpose. And that is why it's so important for us to realize that life is all about Torah and mitzvahs and everything else is just a means. A means to getting Olam Abba. Of course, there's a higher level of Avodah Hashem, which is to, to emulate Hashem, to get closer to Hashem. But at least we should realize that every action we do, everything we do that has to do with Torah mitzvahs, we are creating another building block in our eternal life. Even our eating and sleeping, mundane activities, if we had the right kavana, the right thoughts before we do these activities, then we also get reward and, and build our oilam our eternal life for it. Because if we, we show Hashem that we're only sleeping and eating so that we can continue to perform Torah mitzvahs and try to emulate Hashem, and by that giving a big kiddush Hashem in the world. The Nefesh Achaim says even more than that. He says that any machshava of a yid that has to do with the mitzvah of helping a Jew or thinking positively about another Jew, we have no idea what we're doing in the worlds above us. It's as if we're pressing a button and, and doing huge things that we don't see. If we would only know what our potential is, it would change everything because it would give more purpose to our life. Women many times feel that their work is avoidas palich. Why? With no lasting results. The clean clothes are, are soon dirty again. The house messed up as soon as it's cleaned up. It's messed up again. Sometimes not only women, also men help with women with this with these chores. It seems like the results of hours of working hard have almost no history. But that's a Yetzirah because there is a purpose. Their constant and ultimate goal 
is the creation of an atmosphere enabling each member of the family to function properly and maximize his potential. In Avodas Hashem, of course, Torah and Mitzvahs. So too is the idea of Esachel Zvulun, supporting a friend or Talmud Chacham, learning Torah and doing Mitzvahs. I think I spoke to some of you about this a while ago. Why is it that it's in Halacha, in Simen Reish Memhe and Yeredea, that the only Mitzvah, the only Mitzvah that one can do for a friend is Talmud Torah. That, why? And perhaps the reason is because that is the purpose of life. HaKadosh Baruch created the world for the Torah. And if a person is too busy because he has to work to just sustain himself and keep his family going, which is a huge thing on its own, but he, he still wants to be connected to what the whole purpose of life is, which is the eternal world, and to give him that option, then Hashem decided, yeah, he, he should have that, deserve that option, and he can do it by, by supporting a friend. And it doesn't necessarily have to be with money. I want to share with you something else. That the 39 melachas, melachot, that one is not allowed to do on Shabbos comes from the Mishkan. We know the Mishkan that was built, the, instead of a base mikdash in the desert that was built, there were 39 melachas that were used to create it. And why is it called Melacha? Because it has a purpose to it, to building the Mishkan. It's interesting, I saw brought down, that Parich, Avodat Parich, what we say breaks a person because it's work without any purpose. Parich, Perish Chaf, has, if those of you who know what Etbash is, Etbash means it's a system of Gimatria, which in which the numerical values of first and last letters of, of the Aleph base are interchanged, and so too is with the second and the second last one, etc. So parich, when you do that, it turns into the numerical value of 39, corresponding to the 39 melachos of Shabbos, which are the creative activities that went into building and maintaining the Mishkan, which is the exact opposite of Avodas parich, which is aimless work. The 39 melachos, of course, had a very important purpose in creating the Mishkan. After saying this concept, perhaps we can understand better the following Midrash. It says that Moshe, when he when he spoke to Hashem to become the Shaliach, the messenger to try, when he started intervening to try to get Pnei Israel to leave Egypt, then suddenly things went worse, as we saw. Paro made the decree of them having to find their own straw. So Moshe Rabbeinu got a bit upset and told Hashem from the time from the time I'm involved it just became worse in Hebrew that means me'az me'az from that time I was involved things got worse so the Midrash said I sinned with the word az because he said me'az since I got involved everything got worse so on Moshe Rabbeinu's level maybe that was a bit of a sin but then the Midrash continues to say and I will rectify my sin with the word az what is it referring to? It means I will rectify my sin with the word Az when he says the shira, the, the song that he sings after the splitting of the sea. Moshe sings Az Yashir. Az Yashir. What does that mean? It means like this. Moshe sinned by isolating a moment and not placing in the perspective of the ultimate goal that Hashem had for Moshe Rabbeinu to take them 
out of Egypt. It's true that at one single point in time it seems like things were getting worse, but Moshe Rabbeinu on his level should have trusted HaKadosh Baruch and understood that this was all part of a bigger plan that has a purpose. But he rectified this mistake when he sang at the splitting of the sea because he sang not only for the moment of the present salvation, but for all the future redemptions that HaKadosh Baruch was going to have, including the resurrection of the dead. And therefore he sang in the future tense, as Yoshir, Yoshir means in the future. He's singing also for the future. And I want to end with the following that seems to be a contradiction. We all know the Mishnah in Perki Avos that says that one should not serve Hashem in order to receive reward, just like the Rambam says, that one should not think of reward and that's the purpose of what we're doing the reward of Ulam Abba, even the reward of Ulam Abba, the eternal world rather one should serve Hashem out of pure love and devotion with no ulterior motive at all yet the Torah is full of verses and psukim that's, that say that you should do this Leman Leman that you live longer and living longer really is referring to eternal life so the answer is that there's two different ideas behind the scenes over here. One idea is we should know the importance of each mitzvah and each time we learn Torah. The importance of it is that it gives it to us eternal life. But that should not be our motivation to do it. But it helps because once we know the importance of each mitzvah that has the potential to give us eternal life, that should change everything in our perspective. In short, it is important for us to know that each mitzvah is giving us eternal life because it reveals the true significance of the mitzvahs. Recognition of that significance enhances our connection to Hashem and gives us purpose in life. But we have to understand that the reason we should do the mitzvahs, the high level of the reason to do the mitzvahs, to get to quote, closer to Hashem because the mitzvahs and the Torah changes us and gets us to be more closer to Hashem and emulate Hashem and that's the whole point of life so Yiratzon that all of us grow and get closer to Hashem by learning Torah and doing mitzvahs and ensuring that we always sail our boat in the correct path with the purpose of getting close, closer to Hashem and emulating Hashem's midot good job